Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hey, it is Angie with The Good News. I've got The Good News team here. My frequent co-host, Eric Raymer, is here. Hey, hey. You're really a regular staple on the program now, aren't you? You know, we're we're about ready to cross over uh, a a lot of months, like almost a year. Are you kidding? I'm wow. not. Wow. No, it was November when you first contacted me, and I think Are January you... when I first came in. Yeah. Are you serious? Right? Well, and I love it. I got this prompting to call him because we'd always gotten along really well, and yeah. I knew he wasn't doing his show at one of our competitors, and he'd been doing radio for like a decade. And yeah. so I thought, well, he might be a really good partner. And since I've got the family and the kids and the sports and the trips and the blah, 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 I really needed a reliable backup who was comfortable on the radio and who better than Eric. Uh-huh. And so I can't believe it's been almost a year. I, I love being here. Uh, the good news is in my blood. And uh, so thank you. Thank, thank you for the you, opportunity. Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Terry Fisher is here. Good morning. Five-star talent oh, entertainment and afternoon. And I know <laughs> I'm two days after the fact, but I want to wish my friend a very happy, beautiful, wonderful birthday. You're happy good birthday. At, at work, uh, birthday week. Yeah, birthday, birthday week. week. Yeah, birthday uh, month. Terry's huh? very good at making people feel special. That's kind of one of her. But you gifts. are special. I know, but you 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 so. you have a gift for making people feel special. Happy birthday, beautiful thank you, honey. I and appreciate thank you. it. Uh, and little Rachel Maines is here, Hello. my friend of many years, who's a radio host, and she's also rebranding me and doing my new website. I'm really excited I'm about so it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yours is beautiful. Give them your website so they can see it. Uh, RachelMaines.com. RachelMaines, M-A-I-N-S.com. And she does a lot of different things. She's a radio host, and she's a, a branding a consultant expert, and uh, also uh, does uh, has her own company where she performs various things, personal assistant types things. And yeah, you've got other people that work creation. for you. Yeah, content creation. Yes. Oh, I like that. I like That's that. so yes. 2019. <laughs> I like that. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Creating content. Yeah. What are you doing right now? Well, I'm creating content in my brain. <laughs> I'm staring at the wall. No, there's a lot going on in there. Right. Yes. I'm creating. <laughs> Content. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. That was a long Funny. time. I couldn't help it. Jennifer Bishop, our health expert, is here. Health and also, I would call you kind of a, an, uh, the presidential encourager. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're the president oh. of encouragement. Well, She's most that. recently, I now am a professional mindset coach. Mindset Ooh. coach. So I was, I was a certified. so cool. <laughs> well, we hang out with you. Wow. It rubs off. That is neat. Okay, so what does that mean? So I help people through issues like so much of life is about mindset. You're so positive. Right. But I have techniques and tactics and things that I've learned. Well, I was kind of having a grumpy day. Rachel, you know, I was feeling kind of blue. Oh, you did too, Terry. I do know that. Terry's like, I know you're feeling blue. And so I went uh, on a walk at the zoo with with, uh, Miss uh, President of Encouragement uh, here, Jennifer (laughs) Bishop. And it it turned out to be such a great day. It was like the best day ever. It's because she's got techniques and tactics. Yes, yes, I miss a zoo day. 
will go because I bought. Listen to this. What a nerd I am! I bought a um a pass for you and a friend, so I can bring any friend. You know, oh, last I, time, I'm a zoo member. Last I time I went to the Good. zoo, they kept trying to put me in, 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 in the cage. <laughs> Which like, cage? What you be? What cage? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The monkeys, of course. <laughs> oh. Orangutans, oh. maybe. Easy now. Easy Andy, now. Andy took a great picture of me. I can't believe I let her post it. Which one? I was pretending to be oh, Sasquatch. She ran next oh. to Sasquatch. It was hilarious. It was That's a giant cute. sparkly Sasquatch. Aww, I mean, if you're going to be Sasquatch, it might as well be uh, a giant sparkly one. Yeah, sure. Okay. okay, I have a passion. Hello, good news listener. Hello to you. I hope we cheer you up today. Uh, I have um, a real passion for foster care. And the other day I was driving to work and I thought, well, what's your deal? Like, what's your thing going to be? Like, once your kids are grown... Like, what, what What? do you, like, my mom was the victim of domestic violence. Is that my thing? No, because I wasn't really. Um, you know, what? what's my thing? Is my thing, like, I have a passion for ARC, uh, for people who are differently abled, um, and I do a lot of work with them. Uh, what else is my passion? And I thought, well, I did, I do, I can relate to kids that don't feel loved and feel displaced because I lived on uh, friends' couches. I was in foster care. I would kind of just like stay with a high school friend whose mom was really nice. If they kind of welcomed me, I might be there for a while. And then I live with an aunt. I live with my dad. I live with my dad and my stepmom. I live with my mom. I live with my grandmother. You know, so a lot of really bouncing around. And so I think that I really need to reach out to kids who are in foster care who feel not loved. And so that's, I think, going to be my next, like, chapter in life somehow. And, Jennifer, you're adopted, and you had great adoptive parents. And I have another friend who's just getting qualified uh, to be um, a respite. Do I have this right? Um, foster parent. So when there's an emergency situation, the cops have to bring a kid. Right. She's opened up her beautiful home uh, just this month. She's finishing the training. And um, she's a very bright attorney, you know, very successful and I thought, wow, you know, that's um, that is something that I'm going to do. My husband just doesn't know it yet. And I think <laughs> while we're raising our three kids might not be the time quite yet. So I've got to find another way. But I challenge you as we head towards the holidays when a lot of people start thinking about doing some good and giving back. Um, what's your passion? Where could you get involved? Is it animals? Is it children? Is it abused children? Is it domestic violence? Um, Streets Hope is a wonderful organization that helps young women who've been sex trafficked. So um, my girlfriend that's getting involved with foster care posted these beautiful pictures of these young children who said I was in foster care for 965 days but today I was chosen like I have a forever family and someone wrote under her post like these kids are being exploited they're not giving their permission to have their picture taken and <laughs> they're you know underage and I said well this is a beautiful moment when they feel loved and accepted and wanted and I'm sure that when they grow up they'll be happy that it was commemorated with a photo I highly doubt they'll sue their adoptive parents because they're so offended their photo was used. And so with that said, I found this. This is a young girl, a very young, she's, I'd say, toddlerish, and she's talking with her adoptive mom about when she met her adoptive mom, and she's real little, you'll, tell by, you'll be able to tell by her voice. And I highly doubt that later on that this child would think she was exploited. I think that when you become a parent and you choose to show your kid's photo, whether it's in a yearbook or on you know, social media, we all use our own discretion with this, but um, I wanted to uh, stand up for my friend and say, no, these kids are thrilled to be loved and wanted, and taking a photo of them Getting their forever family, forever family, is a, is a wonderful thing. So here's this little girl, just a little interview with her mom, and um, I hope you can um, kind of gauge how little she is. Help. 
when when me and Lily was born. You know how did we got born? Mm-hmm. Well, when we was born, we came to little babies, and then we, well, it was still a baby, and I was four years old. Mm-hmm. I, I got so big, and Lily was still a baby, right? Mm-hmm. And when the time you see her, she was so and when the time you see me, I was four years old. And we was very excited to meet you and our daddy. Aww. And we love you guys. And we want to be here for you and daddy. Oh, and I was very excited to meet you too. And Lily. And Lily. Of all, well, you know what happened to my heart? What happened to your heart? Well... When the first time I told you, I, when I saw you, my heart fell in love with you. Your heart fell in love with me? <gasps> Look. Oh, my heart fell in love with you, too. That's adorable. Do we have Kleenex? Wow. <laughs> I mean, she's like, that obviously so not much older than four. And you know what happened to my wow. heart? It yeah. fell in love with you. And, and don't forget Lily. And don't forget her sister, right? Lily. Oh, <laughs> so God. she's been a protector God. of that baby, oh, that baby sister. Wow. Right? So young to understand, understand that. that, right? Yeah. What a heartfelt moment. Oh, there's so many so kids that want, you know, and need to be loved, and they're out there and available. And I have so many friends that you know, are such great parents and that, you know, once you're done parenting, you know, maybe you're tired, but if you're not done, you know, I mean, I know it's a big calling to foster kids and I'm hoping that I'll be blessed to do that at some point. But uh, this foster together organization, we um, did interview hope who runs that organization and foster together allows you to help a foster family because you know it's a pretty big undertaking sure, right because you're trying to get them the clothes and you're trying to get them like I, my neighbors were fostering they had seven kids and they um the girls wanted makeup and the mom's like makeup like what well, uh, we're not there yet. makeup you know it's so um and maybe it's dinners but foster together so you volunteer and you tell the family hey i can help with meals on saturdays and you, you need clothes because my son's outgrowing such and such and i'd love to bring those over so basically the foster together families just help the foster family you know so that the burden isn't what so big idea. on the foster family wow. so you might not be able to take in kids but you might be able to help that foster family and get sure. to know them or take lots of ways to support the, the cause whatever yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i love that all right any good news i'd like to send you guys out and have you look for good news eric well Tampany. you know uh, a, a word of gratitude um as many of you know uh last weekend the uh tornado ripped through uh texas through, through dallas mm-hmm. And uh, I've got family out there. And so the first thing when I woke up and found out that this had gone through in the middle of the night, I, the I night. reached out to my uh, sister. Of course, you know, those, anybody who's ever been through a tornado, I've actually driven between twin tornadoes uh, that have dropped down, and it happened to be in Texas. Um, you, it's a powerful force, and in the middle of the night, you've got the darkness that compounds it, and, and it's horrible. My praise report is, first of all, my family... Uh, survive there's no 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 issue with them but moreover is you know they're saying that nobody was really injured uh in this thing and that's that's amazing by the way middle of the night miles right usually people are warned right cuts a swath through the middle of 
one of the biggest cities in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and hurt. one so, Home Depot was destroyed, God. and otherwise it's glass and yeah. broken things. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a God thing. But, yeah. uh, 17 so, miles, that's pretty long. It's my good news. That wow. is good news. Any good news in the world to report? I send you guys out like reporters. Well, I don't know that I have a good news story to tell. This is Terry. But having lost some friends recently, it seems like quite a few of them lately, mm-hmm. um, I just think that we should always remember to tell people you love them, yeah. tell them that you appreciate them, and to never go to bed mad. I know it because you just never know when the next day you're going to find out that one of your friends is unexpectedly passed away right. or age, you know, illness may have taken them. But I think in the world that we're so busy, we forget to smell the flowers, look at the people always laugh because I used to post like sunsets almost every day. Yeah. I need to go back to do that. And I still take them. If you guys will look at my phone, you'll see. Oh my <laughs> gosh, she does. So remember to love your family, love your friends, tell them you love them. And also watch for little warning signs out there. If somebody is struggling and maybe you don't know that, make sure to make them feel loved. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can be the biggest outgoing, biggest life person out there, but you could be hurting at home. So just remember to love everybody. And and just, it's it's a worldly thing. There's so much violence. I mean, my, the other day, a man shot himself at what? Park Meadows accidentally shot himself in the leg having a a gun. And my sister called, she goes, my gosh, you just can't go anywhere. That being said, just remember at the end of the day to, to go to bed feeling peace and love and, and telling somebody you love them, especially like call your friends. You know, how many people forget I'm really good about trying to call people and saying hi. Yeah, you are. But it's really hard. I don't get why other people don't do that. Yeah. So maybe a reminder in the good news world is no. to go out there and share a good news. Hello. How you doing? How's it going? Maybe it's somebody you knew in high school, somewhere along the way, a neighbor that you don't see all the time. Just make sure they're okay. Mm-hmm. There's good, my good, good news words. moment. Yeah. So, so my good news, this is Jennifer. My good news is uh, kind of along those lines of being present with people and yesterday I got to spend like four hours with a former teacher, one of my very favorite teachers. Oh, I saw that post. Yeah, and he reached out. Um, he uh, has a health challenge, so he could use some prayers. And I hadn't seen him in several years. And we just had the nicest time together. I can't believe it was almost four hours. And I just think, you know, if we just go out and love love unconditionally that's that's what we're called to do is just love and not have a preconceived notion of why or what we're doing there just to to go out and love i think that's my my biggest you know good news report is just to love love people period and like terry yeah it's been weird how many people have passed away Uh, my cousin um his sister uh so um married and she just died in the middle of the night as well. And so, it, it, you know, life is so precious. And I just think that if we could do that, just love, period. End of story. I love that. Yeah, and I posted something recently on my Facebook page in regards to love, right? And what's a good way to love is forgiveness. Mm. Um, and I love that recent story on the news where the judge hugs um, the officer that she thought she was in, I don't know if you've heard of it, she thought she was in her apartment, ends up shooting this guy in his own apartment. Right. Well, um, the brother of the man murder, murdered also gave her a hug, and he is a Christian. He said he forgave her. He forgave her, and he gave her a hug and said he forgave oh. her. The judge hugs her, she's a believer, and she gave her a Bible. And I have a personal story, and Angie does too. My brother got murdered when I was in 
college Mm -hmm. and we went through trial and whatnot. And honestly, as a family, we do forgive the men who were involved in all that. And I did not know this. I posted this on my Facebook page. My Aunt Marcia chimed in. She's like, oh, there is a Bible where they were held. There is a Bible that we sent as the Maine's family to, to that prison. And so I didn't know that. And it's just interesting. I post this story and my Aunt Marcia let me know. They probably told me when I was in college or if I did hear, but you're, you're in trauma. You just don't remember details like that. So yeah. I just think it's so important to forgive. Um, but only through the Lord can we truly have that forgiveness, I believe. He empowers us to forgive on that level. I, I think agree. so, too. We I have agree. to be receptive to it. You know, after my brother was murdered, I found a Bible at his house that he'd given to another Marine. And so it kind of mm. said to me that he was saved because yeah. he wrote an inscription to this other Marine. And for whatever reason, my brother ended up with it or didn't give it to him or whatever, but it was in his possession. I still have it. So it was really reassuring to me that, you know, he'd accepted Christ because yeah. I knew that before he was murdered. And interestingly enough, you know, our good friend Gail Novak, who was on the show about a month ago, uh, was in here um, just, you know, in 60, and um, with Michelle Ron, Miss Senior America 2004, and uh, Gail was Miss Senior America this past year, and uh, she talked about how she was saved, and Michelle, um, uh, Miss Senior America 2004, said, Angie, I'm so glad that Gail came on the show and talked about when she was saved because it gave me such a sense of peace when she got the phone call Uh, last weekend that Gail had passed away suddenly in her sleep. And it's interesting because I've been in touch with her kids. Gail was in my wedding and we had the, um, uh, the wedding at uh, the broker, her husband Ed's uh, restaurant. They helped me so much. And we went out a lot as a couple for many years. And uh, Gail being one of my bridesmaids was one of my first friends. In fact, she was my only bridesmaid from Colorado. All my bridesmaids were from California because I'd recently moved um, back to Colorado, so I only had one bridesmaid from here, um, and uh, so Gail, and Shaylee, sorry, I knew Shaylee 20 years ago in California, but anyway, to make a long story short, she was like the first girlfriend that I made here 19 years ago when I came back, and so she made this joke at my wedding because she was such a character, and so was um, so was Ed, so is Ed her husband, and Ed's quite a bit older, and so you know, we all assumed that Gail would live longer because there's like, you know, I don't know, 18, 20 years, 15 years, whatever between them, and she's uh, giggling in her beautiful gown at my wedding, and she yells over to Ed because she has like a 22-year-old on her arm. She goes, Ed, next time I'm going younger, <laughs> and then we all burst out laughing because she was such a character, and Ed's like, oh, you know, good luck with that, you know, and just, uh, it was such a shock to lose her because she was so young and vibrant and healthy and so um i haven't called ed yet and i know he knows i i I know he knows i have his number and i can't i don't know what i'm i cry every time i think about calling him because i know how much he loved her they'd been married shortly before we had so maybe 18 years or so um that they were married and uh, I know how much he loves her, and I start crying thinking about talking to her because I'm afraid of his pain. Yeah. And that's really why I haven't called. And I'm usually pretty good, but I don't know why because I know how deep his love was for her. And so I'm afraid to call because I just cry thinking about calling. You want oh, some advice? I would like yeah. to share something, oh, please. if I may. Go ahead. So I, I, um, I was in Aspen the Sunday before she passed away. And I took a picture of the maroon bells in the morning. Mm -hmm. And on Wednesday, she posted a photo of the maroon bells on her Facebook page. 
And our pictures are almost identical. I have not posted my photos yet. It was just ironic, but I felt like it was her way of saying she's in a peaceful, happy place. Mm. You and know, I did share this with Ed. Her her memories have been popping up on my oh, yeah. um, Facebook day. page, and they popped up that morning, and I shared them with some friends uh, before I found out. And I saw that people were calling my phone, and I was, you know, out of cell service. So I I I I, I, know. I just, just loved for her. her, and I know she's in a peaceful, happy place. Yes, that is the good news. Oh, yeah, that she's she's with in a, Yep, we'll be right back. Good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, my name's Bobby and I've worked at the Ark for about seven years. My favorite part of working at the Ark is just making a lot of new friends. And at the Ark, we're always doing awesome stuff together. It's important to shop at the Ark because it's shopping with a purpose. Shopping with a purpose means helping people with disabilities, and it really helps people like me. And the Ark makes it easy to donate. You can either visit a donation center or you can call 303-238-JANE. And an Ark truck will come and pick up your stuff. Remember to shop at the Ark because you always find good deals. Also, remember when you do, you help people just like me. For more information or to schedule a pickup, call 303-238-JANE or go to oakthrift.org. My name is Bobby and I love working at the Oak. Thanks so much for joining us for this encore portion of The Good News with Angie Austin. Hello, hello. This is producer Dave with the good news with Angie Austin and friends. And this is the next installment in my little series that I'm doing where I'm searching down all the authors that I, I get a I get a lot of PR people that send me books and they send me all sorts of authors and all sorts of very interesting people. And we can't really get to everybody with all the ladies. But what I've done is I've convinced Angie that this is a really good idea. This is a really good resource for us. We could... Uh, you know, get not only get in touch with a lot of these really interesting people that have all written very, very interesting books, but we think you guys, the listeners, would really like these books. And one thing that I really like about this is um, because I get to do this just one-on-one, -on -one, me and the author, we really get to the meat of the book, and we get to uh, we really get to dive really deep into a lot of these issues and all the things that are in the books. And and today is no different. Today is actually I'm really excited about this one. Um, this is, a, we're talking to an author named Michelle Howe, and she wrote a book called Navigating the Friendship Maze, A Search for Authentic Re Friendship. Now, she says that there is, are some key ingredients to life. Friendship, family, and long-lasting marriage are all the things that kind of make us feel better, and they combat loneliness. And that loneliness seems to be permeating a lot more of society than it has in generations before now. And for some reason, we're losing this ability to communicate effectively, to keep our friends, and to stay with the right friends that help but build us up and to leave the wrong friends who are toxic. So I think these are really, really good ideas, and there's something that across the board people can relate to this. So uh, today we have Michelle Howe. Hey, thank you very much for being on the show, Michelle. Hey, thank you for having me. I look forward to our chat. So why don't you tell me a little bit about where this idea came from and kind of uh, what made you think that, you know, making this book would be a really good idea? 
Well, you know, it all started last summer when I was having the biggest struggle getting together with my own good friends. It seemed like for about four months, whenever I was free, one of my friends was not free. We were all like taking care of elderly parents. We have adult children or grandchildren. Some of us, you know, had gotten sick or those were traveling or they had, you know, work responsibilities. And it was crazy. And I remember thinking to myself, I miss my friends. They enrich my life so much. And right now I feel lonely. And out of that, like, four-month period birthed this book about the value of having really great friendships. Now, I mean, I completely agree. I think friendships are very, very important. I have only have a few very, very close friends, but they are just as important to me as any family. And, um, uh, you know, I've had to let go of other friendships that weren't very good. And there's kind of like that's part of growing up, right, is kind of learning how to decipher which one's which. But not everybody gets these ideas. You're right. You know what? And I think that the older you grow, the more you probably have a few friendships that you've endured that haven't been good for your life or honoring to the Lord. And then on the other hand, you have friendships that maybe, you know, you've been friends for many, many years, or maybe you've only been friendships, friends for six months, but you find those as life-giving and life-enriching where you're both, you know, really building into each other. And when you're together, you get each other. You know what I mean? And you're such good friends that when one is struggling, the other one senses it. You help them get through the tough times. And maybe the most challenging part is, is every friendship will hit a bump in the road, where one person perhaps unintentionally hurts the other, and you have to work through that, you know, and after we work through the hurt, you know, and seek forgiveness and really there's restoration, that bond is closer than ever before. Right, so you're saying friendship is like any other relationship where it takes work and dedication and you self-sacrifice and you have to be there at the right times and... You always want to say the right things, but you're never going to. And um, you have to accept that you both have flaws. And um, I completely agree with all those things. Um, so, but something that you say in the book is that Americans are more socially or they feel more socially I- isolated than other generations. Now, what is that Absolutely. about? And, and why is and that ironic, happening? Ironically, it's social media because so many people are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. LinkedIn, Pinterest, Snapchat, you name it. And most people are on multiple, you know, social media sites every day. And so it's so counterintuitive, but I think that we we kid ourselves into thinking, wow, I was just on Facebook. I just have, you know, seen what my cousin in Texas is doing. I see what he's doing with his kids and his grandkids. I feel I know what's going on in his life. Or I get on, you know, Instagram and I see a, you know, cute little video of my son living out in L.A. And I think, oh, that's so nice. How fun. You know what? There's no way you can replace sitting across the table from somebody, sharing a meal, sharing a cup of coffee, and looking into someone else's eyes, gauging how they're really doing, and vice versa, them with you. You know, I think we really shortchange our lives, you know, and our friendships do not grow strong when we think and kid ourselves that social media is enough for us. Right, right. Well, and one thing that you say in the book that I really connected to is, we add to their goodness, they add to ours, and how important it is to add to their goodness. And um, I, you give a couple tips in the book about th- ways that we can consistently help add to our friend's goodness. Can you give us a little example of that and what you mean by all that? You know, when I when I say that statement, I'm thinking to myself, you know, each friendship is going to look different from every other friendship. 
You know what blesses your friend. You know what enriches his or her life. You know that. You know, and you find those practical ways of, you know, giving in ways that mean a lot to them. You know, and I, I ask people, you know, think about, you know, going to like Galatians 5 where it talks all about the fruits of the Spirit. You know, there's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And ask yourself, am I exhibiting all those great, wonderful qualities toward my friend? And if I'm not, I need to grow and start doing it. And then you make a list of all your friends and you really kind of, you know, pray through each one and look at them and go, you know, you know, is each one of my friendships going in the right direction? Or is one of my friends maybe going off on a tangent that I just really can't go there with them? You know, you just have to be introspective, kind of take a, just like if you were going to your doctors once a year and you're getting your, your wealth checkup just to see, hey, am I as strong as I need to be? Is there a warning sign? Look at your friendships in the same way. They need a diagnostic test from time to time. You know, it's, it reminds me a lot of the love languages. You know, I'm, I'm a server, so when, when I sh- want to show my love, I, I will provide things for people. I like to cook for them, take care of them, and do things like that. Some people are really good at just talking about it. Some people are really good at, you know, there's all the different ways. And you think that kind of ties in, like you kind of use your own love language to help cherish your friends? Absolutely. And I think, you know, you also have to realize that friendship is kind of like a teeter-totter. You know, you don't want to have one person up in the air and the other person on the ground or one slamming you up where you fly off and you're, you know, going, you know, haywire. It's a, it's a delicate, lovely balance of, you know, I'm building into my friend, you know, this week, but maybe next week she needs to build into my life. And you're kind of always, you know, taking turns loving each other when the time and the need is appropriate. You know, you don't want a friendship that's so lopsided that all you're doing is give, 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 and your friend is take, 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 take. You know, you might be a counselor and be able to counsel somebody through the tough seasons of life, but the definition of a friendship means you're both in it. You're both giving and loving and, you know, being sacrificial toward the other person. Right. I, I love this idea. And uh, like my friends are very much like that. And these are the things I do cherish about my friends. Um, but something that I've noticed and you mentioned in the book. So this is producer Dave with the good news with Angie Austin and friends. I'm talking with author Michelle Howe about her book. Navigating the Friendship Maze, A Search for Authentic Friendship. We're talking about a lot of ideas about how we can cherish our friends, how we can kind of help our friends cherish us and so that we can go back and forth and have healthy relationships, kind of avoid bad relationships and things like that. Now, one thing that you talk about, this is kind of a two-parter here, is you talk about how throughout life, there's a lot of different kinds of relationships that we go to with our friends. Uh, I wanted you to talk about what some of those are, but then one in particular... What you say every woman needs, what I think everybody needs, is the mentor friend. So can we kind of talk a little bit about the different kinds of friends and then kind of lead to what you mean by mentor friend? Yeah, absolutely. You know, in the book I talk about three friends everybody needs, and I agree with you, men need these friends too. So, you know, you need a mentor friend. You need somebody that's a little bit farther along in life than you, someone that you look, look to their life, you admire them, you respect them, you see that they're making good choices and they have made good choices. Somebody that you can go to and pick their brain when you're in a dilemma or where you're facing a challenge, you really don't know what to do. That person, you know, counsels you and they help you. And they're also transparent because they can tell you, hey, I blew it when I did this. Here's what I should have done, but I didn't. Now I'm going to help you make the right choice through this scenario. So everybody needs a mentor. 
and we also need peers. We need people who are right where we're at, whatever stage of life we're in. You know, that you don't even have to talk all the time. You can just look at each other and laugh because you both get it. Maybe you're both, you know, parenting teenagers, and, you know, there's just a lot of chaos in your house at different times, and, you know, you can just start talking, and you get each other. There doesn't even have to be explanation. And what the, the peers do is they just, they just encourage you because you know you're not alone. You feel like, oh, I got three other friends who are right where I'm at, and they get me when I say I'm exhausted, whatever. And then we all need someone that we can mentor, someone that we can pour into. And this might just be a younger gal. Maybe she's a single mom. Maybe she's now divorced. Maybe she's single and never been married, and she's struggling in, you know, in her 20s, and she doesn't know where God is taking her, and she doesn't know for the love of be better. You know, we come alongside as a person who's already gone through those years and exhort and encourage, you know, and give a hand up and say, hey, you are going to be okay. This is what I did at your age, and this is what you can do. And, you know, really encourage them that their life has value and purpose right where they're at. Right. What a great – I like I like all those uh, – you know – you need all the different facets, and I think you need to make sure and be able to recognize all of them. Now, one thing that you kind of touched on there at the, at the end was, you know, when you are the mentor friend and you're kind of, you've been through a lot of things or it's somebody that you know that's going through something that you can understand and you want to offer help, something that I've learned is there's a difference between a good way to do that and a bad way to do that. You can very, you know, by just offering people you know, advice and just telling them what to do. And you're kind of saying, you don't know how to do this. You need to listen to me. Now, if you do it yeah, in the other way where you're absolutely. encouraging, you're encouraging and you're really making your, you know, but being there for them and you're offering advice when they want it, then there's a huge difference there. And and so one thing that you do talk about this, this book kind of goes in two parts. I notice is like, one is like how to recognize bad relationships and then how to maintain good relationships. And now what is one way that you kind of, recognize bad relationships and how what advice can you give to anybody that maybe you talk about in the book that of how to get out of that or how to change it you know i always remember um paul tripp's statement that he said you know people will reveal who they are if you only pay attention and what he meant by that was if you are standing on the sidelines and you are watching a particular person interact with all the different people in their life and you see them being disloyal or backbiting or selfish or even hateful, you can be assured that if you enter into a relationship with them, eventually they will mistreat you in the same way they are mistreating their current friends and family. You know, and everybody likes to think, oh, no, I'm the exception to this rule. You know, if I tread carefully, if I'm sensitive enough, if I'm gentle enough, if I stay away from certain hot topics, that person will certainly never treat me that way. Well, Paul Tripp says, yeah, you're wrong. You will be treated that way because eventually the real us always comes out. So that is his, like, warning sign. And he said it's just good discerning behavior to pay attention to the people that you are thinking of befriending and you watch how they treat others. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is that, you know, you have to look at a person's traje trajectory in life. I mean, are they going in the same direction you are? And if they're not, if their um, ethics and their morals and their just their life's goal is so opposed to what you live for, you shouldn't be trying to, you know, seek out an intimate friendship with them. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't love them and serve them as, as you know, opportunities arise. But the people that we hang around most, we become like them. So you have to take real discerning hard looks and say, do I want to look like that in five years? Because I'm going to look like that woman if I hang out with her long enough. 
Right, right. I find that we kind of uh, emulate the people who are closest to us. Uh, one of our good friends of the show, Jim Stovall, says to pick the five closest people, and you're a mix of all of them, which I can totally see that. So if you're around a lot of people who treat you poorly or treat everybody poorly, you may end up picking up some of these bad habits, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we think with all our great intentions that we're stronger you know, we have more moral fiber, we're this, we're that, we're that. But you know what? The Bible even talks about, you know, bad company corrupts good morals. It does. You know, it can be insidious. It can be very slight, very slow, very subtle. But just put people around you that treat other people the way, you know, you want to be treated. You know, you be that friend you want others to be. You know, and it, it does. It be, it, you have to just say, okay, I need to be humble. I need to be teachable. I need to surround my people, people around me who are authentic and transparent. Right, right. And you just mentioned something, too. You quoted the Bible, which I think is something very important to our listeners. And you talk about something called a biblical friendship. Can you explain to me what that is? You know, I look at a biblical friendship and I say, go to Galatians 5, you know, the fruits of the Spirit. And we talked about that. And, I, and also go to 1 Corinthians 13, where there's a love chapter. And it defines what real love is. Love is patient, love is kind, it's not envious, it doesn't boast, it's not proud, it's not self-seeking, and a whole list more. You know, and you have to ask yourself, am I loving my friends according to this, you know, portion of Scripture? Am I exhibiting these qualities toward them? If you're not, seek forgiveness, seek restoration, and start over. And then you have to ask yourself, are my friends treating me this way as well? Are we trying to honor the Lord in our friendship? Is our main goal honoring and, you know, elevating Jesus Christ by our attitudes, by how we think? and by how we act. You know, that is a biblical friendship. When you know that you have, you know, the Word of God as your foundation and all your behavior, you're renewed daily, you know, by the Word, so you have that guidebook that's just, you know, propelling you into a rich and enriching friendship. Man, these are such great ideas. And, you know, a lot of the a lot of the people here on our show, the Good News Gals, they are actually all genuine friends. They do a lot of these things, and I like watching the dynamic between them just because I feel enriched just by watching them be friends together. And I think it's so important for friendship, and I, I'm talking with Michelle Howe about navigating the friendship maze, a search for the authentic friendship. And uh, I, these are all really, really great ideas that help enrich your life in ways that no other people can. And, uh, you know, it helps to combat loneliness. It helps you to stay away from bad habits. And this is a really good book. It's not I wouldn't call it a guidebook, but it's a really good way that where you can take some of these ideas, put them directly into your own life and really work out a lot of the issues that you may be having with your friends. Now, we only have about a minute left. Michelle, can you tell us about where we can get this book, how we can contact you and what's up next for you? Okay, well, the book is available at Amazon, Christian Book Distributors, Barnes & Noble, anywhere. All you do is Google it, and you'll find it. And I am very active on social media, although I do have great friends apart from social media. So you can find me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, anywhere. And I'm always, you know, delighted to, you know, email and, you know, correspond with readers. And what's next is I have a brand-new children's book that's being released called Living Bravely, and it's all about helping Six to nine-year-old children, you know, live their faith out in a selfless way in this really, really aggressive and hard world. Wow, that sounds like a really challenging topic, but important to talk about. It's a great age group for that, too. And thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we really appreciate all your 
your words, and we, uh, we really hope all the listeners will go out and take a look at this book, help enrich your friendship a little bit more, help enrich your life in general a little bit more by being closer connected to all your friends, live that biblical friendship, be that biblical friend yourself, and look for what Michelle Howell's coming up next. Thank you again, for Michelle, for being on the show. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure. Now, everybody, go get that book. It's going to be great. And uh, thank you for listening. And we'll be right back with more good news. Hey, Angie Austin here with the good news. And the good news is I have one of the ARC ambassadors here with me, Christopher Petty. Hi, my name is uh, Chris. I have worked at the ARC for four or five years. Shopping with the purpose means giving back and it really helps people like me. I like working at ARC because it's the people and it's the employees and you can, you don't have to try to impress anyone. Just be yourself and just come in and just do your best and just be yourself. And I love him. I do too. <laughs> Keep going. And uh, I just, I do my best. You know, I go in there and I give it my best and I have a good time. And you're proud of the work you do? I'm proud of the work I do. Give it back. The heart of ARC is so wonderful. It's important to shop at ARC because you know, it is shopping with a purpose. I say that a lot. And when you donate things, it goes back to help our community and people just like Chris, who has a wonderful job with ARC as an ambassador. 303-238-JANE, 303-238-JANE or arcthrift.org, arcthrift.org. Hey, I'm Chris. I love working at ARC. There is so much fun stuff to do at the YMCA of the Rockies, you're never going to want to leave. Come fill your days and nights with our exciting programs and entertaining activities. At YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch, this fall you can join our Intro to Outdoor Skills Weekends. You can learn how to properly pack your backpack, learn orienteering skills, hone your rock climbing skills, and so much more. YMCA has made Snow Mountain Ranch the place where the entire family can adventure together. YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch is the ideal family vacation, located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org for fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Book your stay at ymcarockies.org today. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on Contact Me. I would would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Hey, welcome back. Angie Austin here. Well, each year it seems there are more storms and they're more intense. I, I love watching them actually because I'm fascinated by the whole meteorology aspect of it. And we recognize National Preparedness Month each September because it's, it's important for whatever your disaster may be. Here to help us prepare for severe weather is Cheryl Nelson, founder of Prepare with Share. She's also an instructor for FEMA's National Disaster Preparedness Training Center and a meteorologist. Welcome, Cheryl Nelson. Hey. 
Angie. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm fascinated by following the storms, but then also, you know, the wildfires in my neck of the woods seem to be a big problem as well. So let's just start with, in general, why is it important to recognize National Preparedness Month? I've been studying natural disasters for over 15 years, and we are seeing more extreme weather events. We're seeing more of those wildfires. We're seeing more hurricanes, more activity in the tropics as well. Yet many people are still reluctant to prepare. And we have to remember it only takes one storm to change your life, and you've got to start planning now. So let's talk about uh, a device, for instance, that might be help, uh, helpful in preparing for a disaster. When disaster strikes, portable generators are so convenient and they can be potentially life-saving for families. However, they have risks if you're not using them properly. So to prepare for hurricane season and keep your family safe, always take your portable generator outside and visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com for important safety information. The Portable Generator Manufacturers Association, or PGMA, has important safety tips. You want to avoid the dangers of the invisible odorless carbon monoxide. Never run your generator indoors in a garage based crawl space or shed you want to always run your generator outside that's a good point all right uh, basic essential supplies to keep on hand what, what's your advice on that I hope we all have a kit with water, non-perishable food, a first aid kit, NOAA weather radio, flashlights, spare alkaline batteries, a portable battery charger, and more. And batteries plus bulbs can help you weather an emergency with an array of products for you, your home, and your business. They carry jump packs and sump pump and generator batteries. They have power supplies and surge protectors to protect your data and keep your family connected. All right, now with wildfires, a lot of people think you need to be in the middle of a forest to have a problem with that, but we saw in Malibu right by the ocean that, you know, they lost homes. So uh, in terms of wildfires, what do you have, uh, what tips do you give for people who are in areas that, you know, may be threatened? And again, it might be not be your typical area. I'm glad that you mentioned that, Malibu. It was so beautiful, and preparation is the key to giving your property a fighting chance to survive a wildfire. Create a defensible space around your home using FireWise USA guidelines and the Ready, Set, Go directive. And get this, now is something, there's something new that can help you. It's called FOSCheck Wildfire Home Defense. It'll help protect the things you cannot afford to lose. It uses a long-term retardant used by the USDA Forest Service for over 50 years. It's the same stuff that's dropped from air tankers, only colorless. And it's easy to mix and apply. It's people, pet, and environmentally friendly. It's a preventative treatment, effective immediately, and can help protect your property for months. Wait, what's that called again? I need to write that down. Yeah, it's called FOSCheck. FOSCheck Wildfire Home Defense. Okay. P-H-O-S dot C-H-E-K. FOSCheck. Got it. Okay. All right. And uh, as far as, you know, keeping an emergency, like my, my cousin who lives in the middle of a forest in California, they've got a phone tree and all kinds of plans where people meet and blah, blah, blah. They've got a helicopter that has some foam. And I wonder if it's not that check. I've got to look into that. So uh, what number should you keep on hand uh, for emergencies when it comes to weather or natural disasters? Yeah. So for disaster recovery, I would write down 1-800-RESPOND. That'll take you to Service Master Restore. Also visit servicemasterrestore.com. They have great prep and recovery tips, and they're available to help 24-7-365. So you want to call 1-800-RESPOND, though, before you re-enter your home to start getting your life back on track. Being prepared is essential, so if you experience a hurricane, flood, fire, or more, Service Master Restore has the guidance, expertise, and personalized care needed to get your life back to normal quickly. Yeah, and think about those documents or pictures or whatever it may be. Have them in one area so you you can grab those if need be. And where do you want us to go for more info, Cheryl? 
Yeah, it's so important. I'll also put that on a flash drive as well. Great way to keep those documents handy. Visit tipsontv.com for everything we discussed. Tipsontv.com. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you so much, Angie. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com.